This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 32 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Pat. I'm Andy. And I'm Eddie. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. Episode 30 Deuce, boys. Welcome back. 32. What were you doing when you were 32, Pat? I think I was having kids. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. I ha- For the first time. I think so. Yeah. We were having, we had Gwen. Know. Gwen was two when I was 32. Uh, just just about, maybe not quite there yet, but yeah. Yeah. How about so, you, Andrew? I had one in the oven when I was 32. Yeah. One, one and only. And when I was 33, she was born. Yeah. So, yeah. So thirty two, we can yeah, we can tell you what we were doing at thirty two. <laughs> That's right. That's pretty impressive. Our uh, <laughs> our, our podcast is really growing up, isn't she? <laughs> Look at her go. <laughs> Doesn't even talk to us anymore. Oh man. I'm in that zone now as a dad. It's a yeah, it's a whole not to make this all sappy, but I'm in a whole different and so is Pat. I mean, we're in a yeah. whole different ballpark now with our oldest kids. You yeah, it, it it's weird because now they kind of have that freedom going. Yeah. My my daughter can drive and like on their days off from school, they'll go out and do stuff on their own. And that's it's kind of blows my mind. It's like, what? You left the house? What? Yeah. You did what? Yeah. You went where? You yeah. shopped? What? Yeah, without me? What? <laughs> Does she say goodbye? Because there's times that they'll just be gone. And I'm like, where's my kid? She's pretty good about that. Yeah. yeah See, she... But that's how we grew up. It's like, where's my kid? Because, I mean, at least me growing up with our parents, like, oh, mom, going to the park, you know, eight yeah. hours later. And that's the way home. we were pretty much. You yeah. could just run around the neighborhood. Yeah, that's true. Totally. That's, that's one thing I, I kind of, I feel bad for my kids that they re- really didn't get that that they could just run around the neighborhood yeah all day long and come back you know when the street lights come on yeah it just doesn't i don't know if it's just me or it, it just seems like the society uh you don't hear a lot about that anymore no, doesn't, world's changed i mean e- even you know. we live in a pretty good neighborhood and you still hear stories about what goes on down at there's a lake nearby and what goes down on down at the yeah, the jogging path and stuff like that, and it's like okay, never go down there by yourself, kind of the thing. And, yeah, uh, I've I've read statistically things are actually safer now than ever, quote unquote. But I'm with you 100. percent Like there's something in your brain where you're like, but I gotta know where my kid is, and yeah. And when we're dealing with you know 17 year olds and 18 year olds, it's like it's a different thing. And yeah, well, as a dad, we gotta talk about paranormal. Like it's outside, <laughs> it's scary. outside of my normal experience yeah. and. Well, I tell you what, yeah. living people are the scariest. You know, if the most you have to deal with is a Bigfoot or Chupacabra or a ghost, you'll be all right. Yes, there you go. this you is know? true. <laughs> it's the human people that make things complicated. People yeah. calm down. I agree with Be that. like Bigfoot. Yeah. Be more like Bigfoot. But it's been a, a little stretch since we've uh, been able to record, so we got some good stuff oh, ready for you today. So excited. And and we just want to say thank you to everybody who is so so who who are so patient waiting for us yes uh you know i know we've got we've 
built up a pretty good following for ourselves. And, and I appreciate all our listeners and, and the comments that you put on our social media sites. And, uh, it's just, it's great to have, um, to hear that people are excited about what it is we do just in our spare time. You know, we're not making any money doing this, but it's just kind of a fun thing that we do. And, and we're glad that, uh, people enjoy it. Super pay, fun. We pay each other with pizza and high fives. Pizza right. high fives, hugs, dad hugs. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we get some fun stuff that we talk about, and hopefully in the near future we can do some of these things. Everything from some fun excursions to investigations to whatever else, and some, maybe even some live stuff. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But as always, we start out with recent sightings, so we'll Ooh. get right into it. And not to spoil anything, but put on your water wings. We've got an aquatic one, boys. Splish splash. <laughs> I was taken back. <laughs> All above a Saturday night. Yeah! <laughs> Rubbed up and he's splashing in the tub. Thinking everything is alright. Put my feet on the floor. Wrap my towel around me and I open the door. And then a splish splash. I stuck him in the bath. Well, how was I to know there was a party going on? <laughs> You know all the wow, that's a, that you was know, impressive. You, you know all the lyrics. You might just want to leave that all in there. <laughs> we might have to not even do a blooper reel. Just let it go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just couldn't help it. That was that song. All right, recent sightings. We have uh, Nessie. Nessie is out to play, and 2019 is going to be a good year for the Loch Ness monster at this rate. Man, I'm excited. Yeah, I love, and this is one of Pat's favorites. Nessie needs a good year or two. Yeah. It's about time. She's earned it. <laughs> yeah. And, and all this information is coming from uh, singular40in.com, little website. Uh, but Loch Ness Monster has been in the news quite a bit lately. Uh, this particular article came from April 4th, and it says, Latest video of Loch Ness Monster marks fourth official sighting this year and second sighting by same witness in 30 days. Oh, wow. So... Either uh, maybe this person's good luck. You're just going to sit out there with the camera until they get some stuff or, you know. And there are people who do that. <clears throat> just sit there and just put nothing else. Like, I'm filming this. Thing. I'm not moving. There was a guy who, that was his life in the 70s. Wow. Yeah. He just sat there at the at the shoreline and I think he had trained like a, a camera on the on the the lock and just said go. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't work. He didn't do anything like yeah. that was his job. He had like a trailer with a kitchen in it and I everything. I think he and... even had a boat too. He got yeah. on excursions and, and things. That sounds amazing. As long as you're not that guy's mom. Like <laughs> my, my boy. He always does this. <laughs> What's your son do? Oh, he's a professional Loch Ness monster. <laughs> oh, so he's homeless. <laughs> no, guy. no. He looks for me. Never mind. I live in a van down by the lock. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> just because i live in <laughs> that's perfect oh, oh sorry truth be told you know what if if we were all retired or could pull it dude. off you know that's what we'd be doing too dude, we're gonna be there now i mean it's just a matter of time before we're all sitting in a van by the by the forest like waiting for the squatch well here here's uh I'll, I'll read you a little bit from the article it says loch ness's uh, resident monster Nessie has been spotted four times so far this year, according to Gary Campbell, recorder of the official Loch Ness Monster Sighting Register. How do you get that job? Right? That'd be, That'd be pretty cool. sweet. The first such sighting in 2019 was in January, with the second following on February 23rd. The two most recent from February 27th and March 22nd have both come from the webcam watcher... Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Owen O. Fodigan. Fodigan? Sounds good. Sounds Irish. Fodigan. 
Fartigan. Oh, oh Fartigan. Be careful how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fartigan. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Much. Sorry. Smells sorry. funny in here. Sorry, dude. Butchered the name. Um, they These are all very credible sightings, Campbell said. It's an early start for Nessie. You have to go back to 2001 for an earlier start for sightings. Really? Now, when I read that, I mean, I know we had a super cold winter here in Nebraska. Ugh. But with, you know, things just in general getting a bit warmer throughout the year, I was thinking if this is the earliest kind of string of sightings in recent memory, do you think she's Nessie's more active because the water's warmer earlier in the year than usual? I mean, it makes sense. You never know. You know, they talk about uh, climate change and things that it could be yeah, I mean, that the lock is warmer earlier. Yeah, food sources might start doing different things. So Nessie's like, hey, I need to go go after this in a different pocket of the lock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Somebody got a text. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when they say sightings, mm-hmm. like, do they have, like, I mean, at this point, we're talking 21st century technology here. So do they have, like, like, cameras or what 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 do they have as far as like i'm putting it air quotes here proof doesn't say so far but uh it says it was on a, a webcam okay. so i mean someone someone got video of this um as far as the other sightings i'm not i'm not really sure sure it says the the recent video captured by ofatican from uh, loch ness's live webcam at 4:53 p.m. on march 22nd it's 39 seconds long and it shows something seemingly create an awake as it moves rapidly across the lock. The object appeared on the surface before submerging. It was gone for five seconds, then up again going in another direction. Hmm. So right there you can almost rule out a log or yeah. something inanimate like that. And they can tell by the size of what it is that it's not like a seal or something like that? Is that kind of what they're getting? It's, it's, it's large. It, it, yeah, it's large. I mean, they do have some large things in there, you know, in the lock. I think they have eel. I think mm-hmm. they have... Sturgeon, I believe. Yeah. Sure. Um, so there are some big things in there. Uh, so you can't totally rule out an, another living creature. But it then submerged and disappeared. Uh, Ophatican said, uh, "To see Nessie once is unbelievable, but twice in a month is fantastic. It's the luck of the Irish, I suppose. Oh, maybe he is Irish. There <laughs> yeah. you go. I couldn't believe my eyes. He said it had some it had some power underneath of it. And these aren't the first reported sightings of Nessie by Ophatican." On April 30th, 2018, he recorded a 10-minute video from the same webcam of something big that dived down and up again and dived and disappeared. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some may find Ophotican's uh, repeated sightings to be suspect, but to Campbell, it's the webcam working as designed. The webcam has uh, meant people like uh, Owen are watching the lock from all over the world uh, all the time, he said. But do these latest sightings explain the Loch Ness mystery? No. Do they add to the weight of evidence that there is something uh, happening that is unexplained? Yes, absolutely. So that's kind of interesting. You got you can watch a webcam to watch the lock. Right. So if you are the dude living in your mom and dad's basement, you could spend your whole day just watching, watching the lock. Yeah, the webcam. Or heck, even at work. I mean, you can just keep that sucker minimized at the bottom. Be like, "What's up, Nessie?" Your boss comes by. What you, what you got there? Oh, just looking for Nessie. Looking for the Loch Ness monster. What you do? <laughs> when he said, "Look at the Irish." Upon hearing this, local Scottish men beat him up. <laughs> yeah, that's what the article should read. You're in Scotland, eh? <laughs> that's our cryptid. You know, but but again, it, it makes you wonder if the waters are warmer than uh, what's seasonally typical for that, because if you know, I don't know, you know, some people say that uh, 
Loch Ness Monster is a descendant from plesiosaurs, you yeah. know, dinosaurs that lived millions of years ago. Um, I don't quote me on, I mean, help me out here, guys. Was plesiosaurs, were they reptile, amphibian, mam- were, they, were they mammal? No, cold-blooded. Cold-blooded? Yeah. But there's some debate on that, right? Yeah. Because, like, oh, man, dinosaur stuff, they just keep re, re like doing totally. it. Totally. Yeah, are they birds? Are they reptiles? Yeah. yeah. You know, so but, I mean, our knowledge is that it would be cold-blooded, technically. So if it's cold-blooded, that means it would need warmer water to be more active. Right, so if right. the water's warmer, yeah. that would make sense as to why we're seeing more sightings. And that's sightings always or... one thing why it can't be a plesiosaur, because the water is too cold for right. a plesiosaur to exist there. Does yeah. Loch Ness freeze? I'm assuming it freezes. In parts, I think. But I don't think the whole... Because I think it's actually a moving body of water. It's coming in from the ocean. Okay. And it feeds out into a lake someplace, I believe. So is the lock fed... The lock is fed by rivers. It has to be, right? Yeah, I think there is water moving through. Okay, but it it does get fed to? Does it feed into or does it feed by the the ocean? Ocean feeds into it. Okay, okay. So is it like a salty lake then? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Wow. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you if it's salt water or fresh water. I, I thought it was fresh water, but well, maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe it's incorrect. a mix. I don't know. Welcome Only to Paranormal Dads, people. We uh we don't <laughs> our crack team of fact checkers. <laughs> the fact checkers took the night off. It's let's, a, it's a Friday. They took the night off. Only one way to find out, gents. Let's go to, <laughs> to Scotland. Jump in there. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh man! So so basically, three sightings, four sightings, four sightings in and, the span. And of... We'll see. Maybe they'll keep coming. Oh, oh, we just got a text from the the fact checkers. Uh-huh. Loch Ness is a large, deep, freshwater loch oh, in the Scottish fresh. Highlands. Yeah, loch, loch, extending for approximately thirty-seven kilometers. That's twenty-three miles southwest of Inverness to uh, it's uh, blah blah blah. Anyway. So, but yeah, it's, yes, kinda, it's it like long and so it outlets into the ocean, but the ocean doesn't necessarily feed it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a long, skinny body of water. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So long and skinny, kind of like a high jumper, and, and and deep, right? I mean, yeah. that's yeah. the idea. It's pretty deep. Yeah. yeah, it is. So, and crazy. I know we've covered this before in our main mystery, but this is. I was kind of proud because I found a recent sighting that is literally a recent sighting. Yeah, I mean, that's no. this month. <laughs> it's it's on point. So, and you know, Nessie's up there with the heavy hitters of the cryptid world. You got Nessie, Bigfoot. I mean, I don't, I don't know who the third one would be, but you know. I mean, uh, clearly those. I mean, if you had to say top three cryptids, Nessie, Bigfoot. You put aliens in that category? Um, Probably not. I don't think they're cryptids. Yeah, I don't think so either. Chupacabra? Is Chupacabra? That what you're maybe. Well, maybe uh, or what's it, abominable snowman. What's yeah. what? Oh, Yeti. Yeti. Yeah, but he's kind he's, of a Bigfoot, Bigfoot's cousin. family kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the garden gnomes. <laughs> you know what we should do we mm. should you know because uh with the march madness and the basketball tournament and everything that yeah. was going on yeah, and we should have brackets we should, yeah we should have brackets and have like people vote on their favorite or Paranormal scariest brackets. you know we'll do brackets of cryptids <laughs> to see who's who's the winner we could still do this it. week yeah. mothman or, versus or who would be who in a fight Lizard maybe we man. could do that you know the facebook polls are a fun way to do that yeah. so we could do we could set up a bracket and then have them match up and then at the end have a supreme paranormal Unfortunately, oh. we're a little late for that. Well, we brackets, could do but... we could do April Madness. <laughs> April Madness. <laughs> April Madness. Or May Madness. There May you go. Mad- there you go. Uh-huh. Stay, stay tuned, everybody.
Who would be who in a squabble? Because you think about it, Bigfoot has a strength. Yeah. But you get the chupacabra. He's kind of scrappy. He's kind of quick. He's kind of wily. But yeah. then you have things like Mothman, who can fly and pick you out from above. Death exactly. from above. Or Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Ooh. Mothman, Thunderbird. Who would that? And then you got Death by Sea with the Loch Ness monster. And you got the element of, su- of surprise from the sea because you're never going to see it coming. Well, you also got Megalodon. You could throw uh-huh. him in there. Man, that's a gigantic <laughs> shark, right? Yeah, dude. Meg. So many. I say we do this. Let's do it, man. It'd be fun. And then ghosts. I mean, ghosts aren't a cryptid technically, but they're in the same genre of the mysterious. Sure. And they, you know, I don't know. You can walk through walls. Maybe that gives you an advantage. Paranormal. You could levitate a knife and chuck it at somebody. <laughs> don't get any ideas. Dark, don't get any ideas, <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> What's that knife hovering oh, over there hey, in the corner? Hey, hey. Oh, it's a pizza cutter. We're good. <laughs> uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Recent sightings. So uh, if we hear any more reports of Nessie, maybe we'll piggyback that onto the future uh, future recent sightings but uh, moving on to our next segment which is always pop culture and the paranormal who's on this one guys it's me eddie here we go it's time for pop culture and the paranormal pop culture and the paranormal so, not to go to the well twice, but I'm going to go to the well twice. <laughs> um, this is a, a piggyback, if you will, segment on the last time I talked about Shazam. You got to say it. You got to say it the right way. Shazam! Okay, there you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> um, but this is a bit of an expansion on that, because uh, if any of you uh, listeners um, are fans of, and I think some of you are, of some of the uh, more fun kind of comic book movies and all that that are out right now, it's kind of fun to you know get a little peek behind the curtain on some of these, um, um, these properties and kind of see some of the stories. You don't have to go through all the comics and all that, and if you know a nerdy friend, you can pick their brain. Trust me, there'll be more more than happy to talk about it. Um, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to expand on this, where uh, the DC Universe, if anyone's not familiar, there's uh, there's lots of comic book uh, companies out there, but the big two, if you will, are DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. And if you're paying attention at all, or even somewhat aware of this, you're, you're seeing both of these studios kick out uh, films, uh, yeah. starring some of their more famous, and in some cases, some of their lesser known uh, characters. Right. Uh, everybody from the Guardians of the Galaxy, which no one had heard of, you know, very few people yeah. had heard of them, and now it's like you can't. I mean, you see, yeah, it's Groot. a household, uh, yeah, superhero, yeah. So it's kind of fun that these characters that a lot of people maybe wouldn't have thought of twice are now all of a sudden kind of mainstream, you know. Well, I, I just got to stop you. One, no, go for it. There, man. What's up? there, one minute. But did you guys hear what they're doing for the new Marvel movie? That yeah, Marvel Endgame. Yeah, the new Avengers. The, is the new out Avengers is coming out. Yes. Like two days before that, yes. you can buy a ticket to see every single Marvel movie in yes. whatever chronological, order, chronological whatever. story, story order. order. How many hours is that? Seven. It's no, 56. 56, 57 hours. Yeah. Wow. Of movie. Of movie. Can yeah. you imagine what that theater smells like after about <laughs> you burn it 10 down. hours you or so? You burn it down. <laughs> It's like, it's you guys go to the bathroom, oh. man, just oh, use your popcorn man. bucket, man. <laughs> Dude, you're hosing, you're hosing that theater You, you got to be dedicated. And the way they're kind of spinning it is you'll actually get to see the new Marvel movie an hour earlier than everybody else 
if you go to this thing because they, they time it yeah. just right. So you As, you'll be the first to see. Assuming yeah. you're still awake, <laughs> yeah, and you're not cross-eyed yeah. by that yeah. point in time. So there are. Uh, it's called Avengers Endgame. That's the most new. That's the newest Avengers movie that's coming out. And uh, I believe right as of now, tickets are mostly sold out. If you haven't gotten your advanced tickets, you're out of luck. I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of luck. <laughs> I, have, I have a guy at work, and he's big on this. He jumps on them the minute they go on sale. He's like, already got you one, so I don't even need to like. He gets me one every time. A couple times I haven't been able to go. He just takes another guy, but I'm like, I'll go. to. But it's a Thursday night, and this movie is three hours long. <laughs> Well, they got a lot to explain yeah. after the last one. But, you know, we were talking earlier about how, how it's kind of weird being a dad these days with yeah. their kids being older and, and they have a little more freedom. I had another one of those moments just tonight. I came home from work and my daughter's like, Dad, did you see the new Star Wars trailer? Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. There's a Star Wars? What? She beat you. <laughs> she beat me to it. It was, wasn't was even on my radar. Yes. And she knew about it. And yep. Yep. The... You know, I pride myself on being a Star Wars guy. You right? are. and <laughs> You are the Star Wars guy as far as I'm concerned. And I totally failed this time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we digress. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lob you one here, Eddie. Lob. I'm just going to set you up here. So, um, Paranormal. Kind of explain why this topic kind of fits into the paranormal, yeah. You know, of the superhero and the superpowers and the science behind it and all yeah. that kind of jazz. Yeah. So, so within these uh, two big comic book franchises, um, one of them is DC Comics, and DC Comics is the home of Superman and Batman and all the all those Wonder Woman and the Flash, and those are the characters that are that part of that. Well, DC does kind of a unique thing where they take their heroes and they kind of divide them into into two camps. There's basically the science-powered heroes, and then there's the magic-powered heroes. So Batman would be like science. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, ga- it's gadgets, it's uh, right. you know, technology, that kind of thing. Exactly. Right. And even if, the, even if the character's powers are still kind of like super natural, they're still, they, they still are based in science. So, for example, Superman gets his strength from Earth's atmosphere and its yellow sun, so that's a science-based character versus the most recent DC movie that is out right now in theaters, uh, which we did talk about last time, but, but uh, is Shazam. And w- the reason why I wanted to talk about him on this uh, podcast was because a, a, a listener had came up to me and was like, what was Shazam? Isn't that basically just Superman? Cause he has all the same powers. He is strong. He can fly and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, he's not. And he is, he's basically like the magic powered Superman. Right. And so Superman uh, can be defeated by magic. Um, if there is a character who has magic abilities, it's almost as if Superman is a regular guy. He can't defend against magic, essentially. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so you do card tricks with Superman. He's con- David Blaine shows up. Yeah. He's out of luck, man. He's like, I can't. Batman, Dave, where are you? It's like, got to take down Superman. Where's David Copperfield when you need him? Exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> Superman Superman cannot stand up against uh, Carrot Top. With the, <laughs> with, so, so weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But uh, Shazam, while having similar powers to Superman, is completely based in magic. And uh, and the whole premise being that you know he calls upon the name of Shazam, who he invokes the, like the 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 wisdom of Solomon and the the uh, the strength of Hercules, the uh, 
something of Adonis, something of Zeus, Zeus the looks of Adonis, Adonis <laughs> exactly, and then <laughs> the, uh, the 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 magical abilities of Merlin. And so uh, all of these are famous wizards or they are fa- or not famous, infamous wizards or like uh, Greek gods, but it's all very much magic infused. And so the idea being that if you're going to school yourself up on some uh, modern kind of paranormal stuff, a good place to do that would be kind of DC Comics because they do reach into some of this paranormal stuff to tell, to tell their stories. Um, kind of a fun thing um, we had talked about in one of our previous episodes about a year ago pat we talked about the gold key comics right and how they had this great pulp they had a lot of well a couple different lines of ufo comics and then they also had uh they were almost kind of uh like you say a, a pulp fiction kind of yeah vibe to them where they they would be monsters or maybe cryptids or yeah. some kind of a scary creature. Yes, uh, featured in in the book. Um, That's exactly what, where I was the, going. Uh, what's the? I know where you're going with this. I think I do. It's called Strange Tales. That's one that I saw. It wasn't yeah, by the, Gold Key. There, there was another one Gold Key did. It, it used to be a guy who made uh, scary movies, and I can't. Was it Vincent him. Price? It, it was very much like a Vincent Price. Yeah, I. I It'll come to me. Okay, but, but uh, yeah, but that that's kind of some of this too. Is like if you want to kind of get your like like creepy pulp like uh, paranormally kind of infusion with pop culture, a good place to start would be DC Comics because they they infuse some of those really cool arcane um, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not paradigms, but like uh, archetypes into their uh, storylines. So you have things like Black Adam which is the opposite of Shazam, and he still draws on like a dark magic to do what he does. and It's just a, kind of a neat... Isn't neat Aquaman thing. DC? Yes. See, there that's, you go. That's magic, straight up. Aquaman is science. It, it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, they did have a lot of technology down there in yeah. Atlantis. Think like that's Thor, true. but underwater. <laughs> it's basically true. like an advanced society <laughs> that you don't understand. But Wonder Woman is magic. Right. Yeah. He was a marine biologist, Aquaman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a good movie. I saw that one, and it was actually better than I thought it would be. Aquaman was so good. Yeah, was, I didn't really see good. it. It's, it's funny. so good. It's really it's funny. It's fun. Um, so, like, to go down and not to, like, you know, for anybody who's curious, I, I really do invite people to check this out. Because, like, with anything, you don't have to go all the way to the bottom of the of the barrel. You, can you don't stop. have to go down to Atlantis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, within D.C., you have, like, people know Green Lantern. You know, you think, well, that's magic. No, that's science. He has a science-based power. And then you have Hawkman, who is magic, you know? And so it's kind of neat when you start looking at the different characters and figuring out where their powers kind of come from. Mm. So it's kind of neat. So just the, there's that. Um, but if you haven't seen it yet, please go see uh, the uh, Shazam. Pat and I are kind of of two minds <laughs> <laughs> on the Shazam. Did you see it, Pat? I haven't seen it yet, right. but and I'm not sure that I will in theaters. To me, just from what I've seen of it, it just looks too comedic. It's it a looks, little cheesy. It looks cheesy. He's his outfit. You can tell they're fake muscles, right? Yeah. yeah. His his shoulders are like he's wearing shoulder pads or something, and it just a little it, little too tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looks like cheese. Yeah, they're me. a little round. <laughs> he's got some round shoulders, a little more round than what you would think. And the guy even in interviews is like, "Yeah, of course it's a suit that's padded," but. 
you know, in some cases, the padding is a little bit less obvious. I agree 100%. Yeah. I think it'll be fun, but I agree. Wait till you get to be a paranormal dad. We got natural padding in certain places nowadays. <laughs> there is no artificial padding in this I, suit. I've got way too much padding. It's, oh, it's not our but, biceps anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> we got the dad strength when it counts. Yeah. By the way, the, the comic line I was trying to think of was Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff, yes. Yeah, so he is kind of a Vincent Price. But, uh, you know, he had a lot of scary movies back in the, what, 50s and yeah. 60s. and yeah. And he had this line of comics that always featured all these monsters and uh, pretty pretty cool line I, of. Books. I tell you, like, just like you what you were saying, like back in those days too, especially because the the film, I mean, film hadn't caught up yet to like the level of special effects that some of these things were doing, and so I saw a gold key version of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Mm-hmm. The art alone, it's yeah. a, it's an art yeah. piece. Well, that's the great thing about Gold Key is just the covers. You, yeah, you know, I'd just buy them just for the covers. They're so cool. Yeah, uh, they also did Ripley's Believe It or Not. Ooh. you know, where it was like a comic version of. You know, all these strange phenomena that you would find in the world. Monsters, myths, and mysteries and that kind it's of thing. It's so good. If there's anything that would be a paranormal dad's comic, it is definitely those like 50s, 60s, maybe even early 70s, like gold key comics or anything in that ballpark. Like frameworthy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, completely frameworthy. There's this title. I think it was done by Marvel. It was called Strange Tales. It might have been DC. I'm a little bit hazy on that, but there's it's called Strange Tales, and it's basically kind of like a a Twilight Zone, but in comic book form. Uh-huh. So each issue is different, yeah. And it features like Dogman and all these different weird. It's just it's real. It's out there. It's amazing. I su- check it out at your local comic book store. Tell them Pod, Paranormal Dad sent you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> From the opulence and excess of Beverly Hills to luxurious destinations around the globe, it's time to rub shoulders with the privileged and successful among us as Paranormal Dads now offers you a look into the paranormal lifestyles of the rich and famous. Matthew McConaughey is one of the most chill leading men in Hollywood, but shortly after moving into his Hollywood mansion, McConaughey had his first chilling encounter with the resident ghost. One evening, McConaughey heard a loud bang downstairs in the middle of the night, yet he found no one in the place. The actor heard noises on numerous occasions and soon named his spectral visitor Madame Blue. He describes her as pretty chill and says he doesn't mind at all if she just wants to hang out. There was one night, though, when the ghost made so much noise the interstellar star had to put his foot down. He said, I was not even under the influence when she was there. She wasn't that happy. It didn't seem like she was going to be much fun to hang around or have in my house. So I went ahead and I stood my ground. I opened the door and said, you can move around all you want, but I'm not going anywhere. For weeks, everyone that came to the house said the same thing. There's someone down that hall. McConaughey said, I know, I know. While McConaughey's ghost gave the actor and his guests trouble when he first moved in, she eventually went quiet. No more noises, no exhibitions of her presence. McConaughey says his guests now love staying in that part of the house. Leave it to Matthew Chill to tame a live-in spirit. For the Paranormal Dads, I'm Pat, and this has been another Paranormal Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And now it's time for the main mystery. (laughs) So today, we are talking about what Roswell was to the United States, what Shag Harbor was to Canada, this is to the UK. 
It's called the Randlesham Forest Incident. Was that an SAT question? <laughs> <laughs> what is to England as to Roswell is to the United States? The answer uh, is C. <laughs> exactly. The answer is always C. Yeah. Exactly. C, China. Yeah. No, but but the Randlesham uh, Forest Incident was a took place in 1980, uh, late December, r- pretty much on Christmas or the day after Christmas. Um, this took place, and. Um, what it involves is there were two Air Force bases that were basically run by the United States Air Force. Right. And so you had uh, RAF Woodbridge, which is one of them, and the other one was um, uh, Buddy Holly. <laughs> Elvis. I, I, it escapes me already. Edwards Air Force Base? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Edwards. That was in California. We're, we're not helping, wasn't it? No, we're not. No. Just anyway, <laughs> so so you have these two Air Force bases, right. and um, a security detail was sent out into the woods because they there was a um, they noticed a number of lights shining yeah. through the woods, uh, multicolored lights, and they thought it was a plane crash, and so they went out to investigate it. And then, interesting about it thing about it is they couldn't take firearms with them to go investigate this what they had to leave their guns behind why Why? because they are going off of government u.s government Uh, property i see and so they were kind of required to either call in the uh, british armed forces or or the local constables oh man did they bring a baton and a spot of tea so we're yeah. gonna have to fist fight some aliens mate so anyway go 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 oi, oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> they go off into the woods uh this the security crew and uh the first pair of uh soldiers that went out uh they lost radio contact with could not you know there there was a lot of chatter you can actually hear uh the tapes on youtube they have the yeah. tapes Placed because they had an audio recorder going the whole time, yeah. And especially for 1980, it's pretty clear, yeah. I mean, it's and so you know, they're trying to figure out okay, where are these guys? Why aren't they, you know, reporting back? And uh, so as the story goes, there two two soldiers went out into the woods and they came across a what they thought was an aircraft crash. But then when they got close enough, they saw what is described as a triangle-shaped UFO, for lack of a better word, uh, sitting on the ground in the middle of the forest. If you look up above the tree canopy, that's been all kind of broken down and cleared away. Mm. So it it came down from the sky, through the trees, broke the trees, and now it's sitting on the ground. They said it was black. It was about, I think it was about nine feet wide yeah it wasn't that big no I mean, it was it was a yeah. little bit smaller than a private airplane yeah you know um they they were one of the soldiers claims he actually was close enough to where he could touch it and it was there was like an almost like an engravement in it of um kind of a cryptic looking uh like runes looked like right? runes. almost like hieroglyphics. Hi- hieroglyph- yeah 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 uh text written on it um, he said you could sense that there was actually like motion going on inside the the craft. Um, Is that port like little portholes or windows? 
and they could see inside yeah, of it. Yeah, it's almost like it was almost translucent, and wow. you could see things moving about within inside the the craft. Um, and they they sat there and watched it for some time. Um, come to find out, this thing these these guys they lost some time during this. Um, I want to say it was like. 40 minutes or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, because they thought they were there for only a couple of minutes, and then they go back and, where have you been this yeah. time? Huh? So so they lost time. Uh, you know, the radios didn't work. Uh, and then at some point, this thing shot off into the sky and, and, and disappeared. One of the soldiers that was there uh, said he had uh, almost like a conversation with whoever was on the inside. And... Almost like a telepathic thing, and he said, "Who?" Uh, the, the he asked the thing, "Who are they?" And it replied to him, "We are you." Oh. It, almost indicating oh. like it was Gives me like goosebumps. from the future, time travel, like humans from the future coming back, and mm-hmm. and he got the impression that they were there for um, some kind of biological purpose. So I don't know if they were collecting samples or something they needed for the species or or what. But I've always wondered, man. I, I mean, I've always wondered if it was us coming back from the future. Th- I that, tell you, that's, like like a high school field trip, and you know, like going to the zoo. Let's check out some stuff, or let's go to uh, let's go down to uh, you know a heritage site and see how things used to be in yesteryear. That maybe they're coming back just to see what what things used to be like on their own planet. Messing with the timeline, yeah, doing it. Doing it. See, that's a weird thing. Why would they mess with the timeline, though? Why would they just be observers? Now they're burning a hole through a forest right, and having yeah. direct contact with soldiers. That's You'd think that would be yeah. out of bounds. Yeah, it, it almost got the impression that they were here for a reason, like they needed something Right, there was to emergency survive. reasons for them doing yeah. it. Wasn't there, am I confusing two stories? Didn't one of the guys who touched it, didn't he end up having some sort of like repeating dream sequence where he would see these things and he would write them down like these runes he would see them and he would replicate them on paper I think I think there there is a, an account of one guy who tried to touch it or yeah. wanted to, I don't he almost touched it I don't remember but one of those officers I think years later uh, through uh hypnosis through hypnotherapy was regressed and he he uh, you know dug up more information on what he saw and then he could I think it was maybe in the hypnosis session. He, write he, down he wrote down the symbols exactly what he mm-hmm. saw. Okay. And I think that that was an important step, assuming he was correct in the symbols that he remembered uh, in his subconscious. It was an important step because some of the skeptics will say that the the hieroglyphic writing was just Russian. And it was oh, a Russian craft. Yeah. Craft, But, you know, what he was drawing was not Russian letters. It was like triangles. It was circles within circles. It was just this classic... You know, it was quite literally foreign. It was no language on earth. Yeah. So, so an in, another interesting thing that got, guy brought away with this little communication thing is he 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 had the feeling that these guys were going to be back soon, like imminently. Sure enough, two nights later, the lights were back. Uh, they were actually having their base Christmas party, and uh, at this point, the deputy commander a lieutenant colonel his name was charles halt uh led a group of hand hand-picked men to go out and investigate it and he brought a tape recorder with him and recorded all of his you know comments and what was going on and 
Uh, you can also hear that on YouTube, and that's very interesting to listen to as oh, well. Wow. Um, and, you know, it sounds pretty much like a lieutenant colonel talking to, you know, his um, lower-ranked officers. Right. Um, so, you know, they, it was yes sir, no sir, and, and you know, it just sounded like the boss talking to the underlings, okay, you do this, you do this. Um, but it, it was very kind of <laughs> interesting to listen to these guys. Uh, you could tell, you can hear it in their voices, how kind of uh, taken back they are by these lights that they're seeing. Uh, they're rattled. They're, they're nervous and rattled. And, you know, they're, they're professional, and you can tell that, you know, they're there for business, and they're trying to be, you know, business-like. And, right. But you could, you could just hear the shakiness in their voice. And, you know, I, I know that audio. I can still hear it in my head. One of the guys goes, I don't know, man. This is weird. It's just yeah. really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to hear, uh, you know, they're trained observers. They're professionals right. at, at recording the facts, just the facts, documenting the facts. And they saw something. And that's the colonel saying stuff like exactly. that. Well, and, yeah. and they were close enough. You know, they were close enough to touch it. Like we said, one of the guys may have actually touched it. You yeah. know, you can rule out misidentification. This was not just a light off in the sky that could have been a helicopter. They, they, you know, they saw a triangle craft that we don't know where it came from. We don't make those. So what was it, right? So so the the big debunk thing is that they were seeing a lighthouse, which is further out onto the coast. God, they try so hard. Well, Reaching, man. That's, okay. <laughs> but, but they, I mean... You listen to these interviews because several of these guys have come out multiple times and done interviews, and they say, "I know what a lighthouse looks like. Yeah, this wasn't a lighthouse. Yeah, you know, and and you know, so there there are is a lot of talk about government cover up. Um, a lot of the logs are missing, and tapes are missing from that night. Weird. Um, mm-hmm. just disappeared a yeah. few days after the the event. Yeah, of course. You know, so. Um, so it's, it's one of those things. It's just kind of uh, like Roswell. You probably will never know the truth as to what really happened, but you listen to the testimony of some of the people who were there and it's pretty, pretty scary stuff. Now, this is a thing too, where there were people who were within arm's reach of this thing. That, from what I understand, that was like the first night where, where you had a, a couple of the security, uh, agents went out into the woods and and they found that yeah uh the second time when the colonel went out with his group uh it was mostly lights and they also saw lights in the sky um this was actually a nuclear weapons facility uh they they kept nuclear weapons at this base and they said at one point uh there was a ufo over some of the the silos where they keep the the weapons Uh beaming lights down onto it you know so it was like beaming lights down (laughs) nothing to see down to the ground (laughs) um so that was kind of the bulk of the the second experience they had you know was mostly lights in the forest lights in the sky lights being beamed down uh they didn't actually i don't know that they actually saw a ship the second night but um but certainly you know one of those stories that will go down in UFO UFO lore is one of the bigger uh, stories that yep. th- that the military has experienced. Well, and the location is interesting too because you know are they attracted to the to the nuclear aspect of it? You right. know, it, 
And it's one of those things. There's other reports, which maybe we'll talk about in future main mysteries of UFOs uh, hovering around other facilities where there's yeah. nuclear warheads and, and weapons of mass destruction. And there is a one case, it escapes me you know, where or when it happened, but uh, there was a UFO hovering above restricted airspace at a, at a nuclear place. And actually, like the hot button, like the the four alarm kind of bells and whistles went off as if like the nuke was arming itself. Oh, and it was no. like one click of a button away from, from shooting. It, it literally would have started world war three. And, um, and then it mysteriously shut down all by itself too. And they were mm-hmm. saying like, there's like 11 steps or something like that that have to happen for this thing to be armed and ready to go. So like all systems just mysteriously went haywire at the same exact time that the craft is hovering above this facility. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's a message, you know, like, uh, hey, hey, uh, idiots down there, you're not, uh, you're like a kid playing with a gun, put those things away before you hurt each other. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the message I, oh I would take from gosh. it. Oh my gosh. It does remind me of the scene from uh, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, where uh, Chekhov is talking to one of the military police and he's like, we're looking for your nuclear vessels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The guy looks at him like, <laughs> where's the vessel? Is that a Russian dude asking me where the vessels are? I mean, it, yeah. And I mean, it ties back to Roswell, right? Like we were doing all sorts of experimental flight testing and weapon blowing up things in the middle of the desert to see yeah. what would happen. And all of a sudden we have a extraterrestrial show up. No, I mean, some, come on. Some people believe they were actually testing military craft. And this is kind of a cover up of that. You know, there's a lot of different theories on what really that incident was all about. Everything from UFOs to military cover-ups to pranks. There was even, you know... <laughs> pranks! There's... Let's go into a military base and Do prank it, bro. them. Yeah. Well, well, this this <laughs> was actually... Prank. Shot, shot, shot. Uh. This would have actually been pranks between the U.S. military uh, and the British military. Gotcha. Oh. Because apparently something happened... Uh, before prior to that where the US military went in they they snuck into a British facility and stole their crumpets. and caused all kinds of <laughs> chaos um, stole their Earl Grey ba- basically their tea in the harbor. put egg on their face <laughs> yeah. that hey we broke into your facility and we were there and yeah. caused all kinds of chaos and you didn't catch us uh, and so they think that maybe this was the Brits Paying them back for that. I mean, so. I could see so, that, I guess, but uh, summer camp bunkhouse stuff here. But I mean, but what do the Brits do? <laughs> let's go. Let's go get a um, let's fabric a triangle craft that can hover off the ground, and let's put hieroglyphics on it, and let's fly it. Like what? <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> let's really, crash it through the trees. It doesn't really add up. It's a nine foot drone. What I love about this, what the the can uh, the um, debunk of that it's a military cover up is like. We, especially now, have completely accepted, without yeah. a question, that our government has secret testing and crafts, right? What? Yeah. right I know, right? What? I just blew Andy's no mind. But, like, we completely mentally and emotionally and practically accept that as fact. So yeah. it's like telling us that it's a UFO as a way to distract us from experimental aircraft is completely the opposite. It doesn't make any sense anymore because it's like we've seen, you know, the... Um, my brain just died. The uh, the crazy stealth fighters and the stealth oh, yeah. bombers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if that doesn't look like an alien 
oh, craft yeah. what yeah. does. So we've already been like, okay, well, the government probably has some pretty crazy stuff. Well, and so, they had that yeah. a decade or two before we were actually using it exactly. in the Desert Storm. Exactly. You know, we already had that for years. We just never yeah. unleashed it. Yeah. Yeah, but you got the, the stealth and, what is it, stealth B-2 bomber. Yeah. They yeah. both giant are completely wing. alien. They do. I mean, yeah. it's like a Batmobile flying yeah. in the sky. But, but looks like an origami swan. You just fold it, it up and toss it into the air. <laughs> Paint your origami, origami swan black and just throw it up there yeah. and it'll it looks glide. Like those footballs you made in high school, <laughs> yeah. middle school, painted <laughs> black. Kick them up there. <laughs> Woo! But uh, but th- that seems to me now, especially to just not hold water. Like like we know what human beings are capable of. Even if we leapt ahead in our brains fifty years, like okay, well probably this will be a thing. But when you have things like that, where it's it's doing things that defy physics mm-hmm. completely. It's a whole different. I don't well, know. I feel like they're insulting our intelligence now with these. Well, and then the other thing you got to factor in, kind of getting a little off track here, but my uh, some people say that these crafts, if they're coming from different galaxies, different planets, they're not flying here. Because yeah. even if you're going multiple times the speed of light, it still takes too far to mm-hmm. get from a, a galaxy that's 500 million light years away. It still takes too long. So they're teleporting here, beaming here instantly. Yeah. And if that's like the case, a dimensional thing, yeah, it's like it's you know you take a sheet of paper, you punch a hole in either end, and then you just bend the paper together and you pop right through the wormhole kind of philosophy. Yep. And if that's if that's how it works, um, it doesn't really matter if these craft are triangle, square, octagon shaped because they don't need to be aerodynamic. They just need to be able to hold a person or some sort of artificial intelligence inside. You hit the beam button, and boom! In a nanosecond, they appear in our reality. Yeah. And they can disappear just as quickly. Yeah. You know, speed is irrelevant at that point. Yeah. Right. And I think there was a report that when, when I think the first night when they saw this craft, that it disappeared like instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So (laughs) that's normal. (laughs) That's probably some government stuff. We just got pranked, bro. The the cool thing about about this story hashtag, we got pranked, bro. (laughs) If if you ever want to go down the wormhole on this, on this incident, YouTube has just got tons of information. You can listen to the tapes. Ooh. You can listen to interviews with the base commander who was out there in the woods mm-hmm. and talked about his experience. Uh, you can listen to interviews with the soldiers who were out there that night. Man. Um, so there, there's just tons of stuff to listen to and to watch on YouTube. Uh, if you're ever looking for something to do on some night, you know, and need need to... Um, just kind of freak yourself out a little bit. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, uh, Randall Shem Forrest is one of the search. crown jewels of UFO sightings, for sure. And those officers that saw it, it multiple, you know, multiple witnesses, they don't really have much to gain from this. If anything, no. they're putting their entire reputation, their, their entire family's well-being on the line by reporting what they saw. Yeah. You know, these guys, as far as I know, they don't go on speaking tours around the world and make make money from this they just reported what they saw and their life has never been the same since yeah and you know? like a lot of these things these people have a lot to lose they do yeah. to do this it's like they're not gaining nope. anything it's you know other than being talked about on a fabulous podcast <laughs> well that, that that is true they are gaining in that, that respect. <laughs> you're rich in that <laughs> but yeah i yeah that's a great one i oh man the the top three for sure right it's got to be you know you got shag harbor probably be up there roswell probably roswell. the most popular one but i'd say randall shim forest is either tied for second or third of course you got the phoenix lights here in the in the u.s yeah. a little bit more recent that was a big one too but um yeah yeah thanks Still for digging great. that one us uh digging it up for us there pat 
No, sure. And and thank you all for listening to uh, Paranormal Dads. You can check out our social media on Facebook, Instagram. We are on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> We're on the Facebooks. You already probably would have said that. <laughs> you can check out our website, www.paranormaldads.com. Drop us an email at paranormaldads at gmail.com. Special thanks to <laughs> freesound.org for all of the fun, cool sound effects that help us bring some of these stories to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys, that's mm-hmm. a wrap. All right, we'll take s- care. Thank you. I just got to find it because I got all these pockets. You know, sometimes you can have too many pockets. Sometimes you can have too many pockets. That's that's the case right now. My new backpack has so many pockets when I took on our Bigfoot trip. Yeah. I could never find what I was looking for because there's too many compartments. Dude, you go through like four pockets. Then you get home and you find it in all the pockets. Totally. How many pockets do you get in before pocket frustration settles in? Oh, I'd say about six. (laughs) Let's see where Pat's at. Because I'm I'm, I'm pocket frustrated right now. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. uh, Justin. I'm at work and I turn around and I'm like, what? Like he has on these cargo pants. Um, but I turn around at my desk Justin, at work. what is he? What does he have? Justin Tallman. I turn around. He has a pair of pants on that I think are pants. And without exaggeration, he has a pocket. Like he has cargo pants. So there's the outside pocket with a pocket on top of that pocket with a pocket on top of that pocket with another pocket. It was like a pocket, 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 pocket. And I go, Justin, I don't even know if you if your pants have pockets or if your pockets have pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know what's what happening. Where does your pocket stop and you begin? It looked like he had backpacks sewn to his legs. That's <laughs> two backpacks. Did you just start cracking up? I start, oh, he died. And I started, I mean, you, you, he could have, you could have put a history textbook <laughs> in, in his the, pockets. Yeah. So, I don't know, too many pockets. Ready when you are, sir. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I cut you off. I saw you. <gasps> I was about and to go. Breathe in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm the worst timing. <laughs> I'm about <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Pat. <laughs> and go. Uh, and now. And go. <laughs> go. Do it, Pat. Do it. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Here we go.